as they go, hello. Uh, I guess I'm going handheld for right now. Uh, if you have your books, if you have your books, if you have your Bibles, it is the most important book there is, actually. But if you have your Bible, turn uh, with me to Joshua chapter 10. We're going to continue on a series of sermons that we started a few weeks ago about Joshua, the book of Joshua. And uh, we've looked at some amazing stories of courageous faith and some amazing stories of just uh, things that the Lord has done uh, for and through Joshua and through the people of Israel. Amazing things that included uh, parting the Red Sea, uh, parting the Red Sea. Well, he did part the Red Sea for Israel and Joshua, but parting the Jordan River and also uh, tearing down the walls of Jericho, the walls that were uh, previously thought to be unpenetrable, uh, he actually just destroyed the walls. We've looked at many things. Today we're going to look at something that is another one of those amazing miracles. There are times in our lives when we experience something that we'll never forget. Uh, maybe it's the birth of your child. Maybe it's uh, a day that something amazing happened to you. Maybe it's the day you got married. Uh, men, hint, it's Valentine's Day, so it's always good to look at your wife and say, honey, the most amazing day that ever happened to me was the day that I married you. So uh, just helping out a little bit here, guys, okay? So uh, you can thank me later. Uh, so, but there's some amazing things that I'm sure have happened in your life, and these days don't always come often, but there are things that happen in our lives when we just can't imagine or fathom the amazing things that God has done in and through us. And one of these, uh, this, this day that Joshua, that we're going to talk about today, is an amazing day. Something that Joshua would have never even imagined could happen. There are days when we pray that something so crazy, so amazing would happen, and, and sometimes the prayers that we pray, we don't always even just believe that they're going to happen. I believe that oftentimes there's people that when we pray for things, and I now have two mics at work, so thank you, Jeremy. There are times in our lives when we, when we have to pray for something huge. We have to pray for something. Now, have you ever been in a circumstance in your life when you've approached this problem, this, this issue, this thing in your life, and you're thinking, I need to pray for this to happen, but if I pray for this to happen, am I really going to believe that it's going to happen? Do I really believe that the Lord can come down and answer my prayers? Joshua was a man of great faith. The reason why we called this the courageous faith is because Joshua had courageous faith. He was not afraid to pray for things that were well beyond his understanding, well beyond his ability, well beyond anything that he could ever grasp hold of, yet Joshua still decided that he was going to pray. Joshua had an amazing faith, and, he continue, and his faith continued to cause him to have a life where he wasn't afraid to ask his God for big things. His prayer life never lacked, and he wasn't afraid to dream. He wasn't afraid to ask for those humongous things. Today's story, I believe, has Joshua asking for one of the biggest miracles that have ever happened in the book of the Bible in the Bible. Joshua, this is the same man, you have to remember, this is the same man that saw the Red Sea part. He saw the Jordan be, uh, split. And he saw all of these things happen. But in this section of what this story that we're reading today, Joshua actually has the gall to go before the Lord and ask the Lord to have the sun stop in the sky and have the moon stop. He asks the Lord for the, in front of not just one person, not in, his, not in his private prayer closet, not in his home where no one heard him. He said it in front of all of Israel. He prays out and cries out to the Lord and says, please let the sun stop in the, in the sky. It's an amazing prayer. Let's read and then we'll pray and ask the Lord to bless our time together. Joshua chapter 10, starting in verse 6. And the men of Gibeon sent to Joshua at the camp of Gilgal, saying, Do not relax your hand from your servants. Come up to us quickly and save us and help us, for all the kings of the Amorites who dwell in the hill country are gathered against us. So Joshua went up from Gilgal, he and all the people of war with him, and the mighty men of valor. And the Lord said to Joshua, Do not fear them, for I have given them into your hands. Not a man of them shall stand before you. 
So Joshua came upon them suddenly, having marched up all night from Gilgal, and the Lord threw them into panic before Israel, who struck them with a great blow at Gibeon and chased them by the way of ascent, ascent of Beth Haran and struck them as far as Azekah and Makada. And as they fled before Israel, while they were going down the ascent of Beth Haran, the Lord threw down large stones from heaven on them as far as Zekah, and they died. There were more who died because of hailstones than the sons of Israel killed with the sword. At the time, Joshua spoke to the Lord, Lord, in the day when the Lord gave the Amorites over to the sons of Israel, and he said in the sight of, of Israel, Sun, stand still at Gibeon, and moon in the valley of Ajalon. And the sun stood still, and the moon stopped until the nation took vengeance on their enemies. Let's pray and ask the Lord to be with us. Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for your beauties. We thank you for your amazing willingness to hear our prayers. Lord, you ask us not to be shy in our prayers. You ask us to be specific. You ask us to have faith beyond our understanding, beyond our needs, Father. And you come as a father, a loving father, who wants to give us the things that we desire in our heart, but also the things that you know we need. Father, today this story of Joshua shows that Joshua was not afraid to pray for anything. Lord, I pray, my, my hope, my earnest prayer today to you is that we can become a people that have the faith to be able to pray for something that seems so unlikely, so amazing, that it just doesn't seem possible but that our prayers would not be born out of our prayers wouldn't be born out of, of our fear or born out of any, anything other than our faith in you that we believe when we pray things in your name that you can do miracles and so lord i pray today give us the faith that joshua had help us to see joshua and see this prayer that joshua made in the light that you would want us to see Encourage us today, Father. Give us dreams and visions that only you can complete in our life. Lord, we thank you for this day. Lord, I pray that my words would not truly be my own, but they would truly be your words, Father, that you would speak to us and uh, that you'd remove any hindrances and, and things that keep us from hearing from you today. Holy Spirit, come and move amongst us. Let us know that you're here with us, answering our prayers and being our way maker answering even the crazy prayers that we have faith enough to ask for. And we'll be sure to give you glory, honor, and praise in Jesus' most precious and holy name. Amen. A couple things before we jump into this amazing prayer that uh, Joshua asked for. First and, and, and foremost, I love Joshua, and, and we haven't spent a lot of time with this, but I'm going to uh, just bring this up today because I think it's important. In verse 7, Joshua went up from Gilgal, he and all the people of war with him, and all the mighty men of valor. Joshua had this group of people that, uh, that went with him, the mighty men of valor. The mighty men of valor were Joshua's kind of uh, important uh, military-minded men who were able to overcome things. But they were more than just this military ragtag group of people that were going to go out and destroy. Certainly they won almost every battle that they went up against. They were great military-minded men, but they were also men who stood behind and beside Joshua, supporting him in every step that he took. When Joshua went into the most important battles of his life, after he became king of, of uh, Israel, or the leader of Israel, they, he installed these mighty men of valor. Now, I, wanna, I, I bring this up because I want to encourage, just for a moment, sorry ladies, I know you had your game night last night, and you have... Uh, women's group this Wednesday, and that's important for the ladies to get together. But I want to just encourage men for a moment. There's a reason why Joshua has a group of what he calls mighty men of valor. Joshua is able to do the very things that he does because he has a group of men that he surrounds himself with that encourage him, that lift him up, and that has his back. And why I say that because we as men have to be together. We have to be some mighty men of valor who are willing to stand up and say, I'm not going to take what this world's giving us. I'm not going to protect my family. I'm going to protect myself. I'm going to protect my church. I'm going to protect everything around us. And we're going to stand up as mighty men of valor. And we're going to go on the 
offense, not defense. We're not going to wait for Satan to come and attack us. We're going to stand up as men, and we're going to be the men that God called us to be. When we, when you, uh, when you choose to attend a church, when you chose to come to Passion Community Church, you chose to be part of an organization or part of a church, part of a body of Christ. And men, this means that we, as, our, as men, are the mighty men of valor for Passion Community Church. That means that we are here to protect each other. We're here to protect our, our wives and our families and those types. But we are also here to protect those that are in our midst also that don't have husbands or maybe their husbands are not lacking <laughs> and not in their faith yet. We should be the ones who stand up and, and pray. We should be the ones who go on the offense. We should be the ones who are doing the very things that the ladies beside us and, and the church needs. We should be the ones who are leading the charge. We need to be the men of valor that, Dave, that Joshua is talking about to go into battle not afraid of doing that. It makes me happy to see ladies come together and, and to see the women of Passion Community Church coming so closely together and enjoying their time together and, and hopefully learning and growing together. But you know what? What makes me even more and as happy as that as the men that would stand up and say, I want to lead my family. I want to be a mighty man of valor. I want to learn what Scripture has to say. I'm going to bring my family along with me. I'm not leaving them behind. I'm carrying them with me. I'm pushing them forward, and we're going to follow God. I believe the reason why Joshua was able to pray a prayer like, he's, like he prayed, praying to ask the sun to stop in the skies, is because he knew he had the protection of the men behind him, that he was prayed up and encouraged by all the men around him standing before that. We need that. We as men here at Passion Community Church, we as men of the Christian faith, need to stand together and be that mighty men of valor. I want to encourage you to understand that you have a role in that. Whether you're part of whether you think you do or you're not, you do. If you are here today and you've given your life to Christ, you have a role in that. Since Jericho, Joshua and the Israelites have been very busy. God has called them into victories as they have progressed into the promised land. The people of Gibeon have formed a truce with Israel. They had seen what Israel was doing, and they didn't want to become the next, uh, the next downfall, if you will. And so what they did was they go before Joshua, and they asked to form a truth, a truce with Israel, with Joshua. Joshua accepts that, and because of this truce, the Amorites, the kings of the hillside, come after Gibeon. They begin to attack, and the numbers that Gibeon had was larger I'm sorry, the number that the Amorites had was larger than the people of Gibeon. And so Joshua, it was called upon himself to come forward and help overthrow these kings and these people. The Lord speaks to Joshua and he says, do not fear them. With this understanding, Joshua goes on the attack with the Lord. In fact, we read that not only did Joshua go on the attack, but the Lord went on attack and the Lord took down these people with hailstones. I know that it's not easy for Joshua, or I know that, I'm sorry, I know that it's easy for Joshua maybe to have this faith that he's not going to fall because he has just seen, he's seen things as the, as the Red Sea, he's seen the Jordan, he's seen the walls of Jericho, he's seen all these amazing prayers, and Joshua has been able to see all of these things happen. But nevertheless, it's a miracle that Joshua is again receiving and, and witnessing as the hailstones fall on these people. As Joshua stands before. Can I be very direct with you for a moment? In your life, the miracle of a hailstone falling on your enemy is probably something that maybe some of you have prayed for. You shouldn't, by the way. <laughs> the Lord says to pray for your enemies uh, so that we can heat burning coals. And I said, no, I'm sorry, the Lord, he does say that, but it's not that we pray for enemies for that reason, but we pray for enemies that they might be blessed, that the Lord would reach them. This is one of the hardest things to do is to pray for someone you don't like. Hardest things to do in our life is to do that. But over your course of your life, you've seen some amazing miracles. The average person in the United States has seen more miracles than any person in the scripture has ever seen before. 
The problem of it is, is that today when we see, when we witness a miracle, when we witness something amazing happen, we call that coincidence. We call that luck. We call that karma. We call that all those things. See, the truth of the matter is, is that there's no such thing as karma. There's no such thing as luck. There's no such thing as coincidence. If you follow God and you believe that God has done amazing things and God is the, uh, created the earth, he created you, he created the sun and the moon and all of these things, then everything that you witness, everything that you go through today is ordained by God. He has this master plan. And does that mean that he's the author of bad things? No, he's not the author of bad things. That's Satan himself who comes and does those things. But there is no such thing as karma. There is no such thing as coincidences. There's no such things as those things. God comes in and he organizes and orchestrates things in your life. God is moving on your behalf. And we have to just open our eyes. One of, the, one of my favorite things to do, and, and uh, Steve can uh, attest to this and, and confirm this fact, one of my favorite things is when we just walk in the woods. You know, whether it's in the wintertime and the freshly fallen snow is all over the trees and you walk in there, you can't help but experience God when you're in an environment like that. Or whether it's in the springtime when the flowers are blooming and the birds are everywhere and you're walking through and just this quietness and the only thing you hear is your feet crunching on the leaves or the sticks or whatever you're doing and there's a smell that comes around. Do you know the smell I'm talking about? Have you ever experienced that when you're out in the middle of the woods? Anyone ever? I'm not talking about the, the smell of a farm when you're, when you're scooping out a horse uh, barn, buddy, okay? I'm not talking that smell. I've never had the smell of inside of a, inside of a deep woods. There's a fragrance that comes about. It's an amazing, peaceful thing. That's God. God. You know, God created that. God created that very moment for you to experience those things. Why do I bring all of this up? I bring this all up because, see, the problem of it is, is when we look at the prayer that Joshua is about to pray, when we look at what Joshua is asking, we don't really sometimes have the faith to pray for the sun to stop in the, in the middle of the sky. Why? Because we, don't ex- we, don't, we have not really fully experienced the miracle that God, of what God is doing around us every single day. Every single day around you in your life, there's a miracle. Do you know that just your simple body, the body that you have in today, the breath that you take in and out, the, the orchestration that goes on inside your body is a miracle in itself. They, can, they, have a, they, they have not yet to this point been able to repeat this process. There's something magical about what's going on inside of your body right now and the way that it is orchestrated. When a child is inside your, in, not, well, inside your womb, if you're like me, then maybe that's the problem. But uh, <laughs> ladies, yeah. <laughs> ladies, when, the, when that child is growing inside of you, that's a miracle. There's a miracle happening inside of you. That's a blessing from God, but it's also a miracle that's going on. I want to be direct for you, uh, with you for a moment because we experience these miracles on an everyday, single day, every day, every single day of your life, you're experiencing these miracles. Not only are you experiencing these miracles, but if you would happen to open up Scripture and you would read Scripture, guess what? You would experience the same miracles that Joshua experienced. You would experience the same miracles that Moses experienced. You would experience the same miracles that Peter, John, Mark, Luke, all the disciples experience. The experience of Paul. All of, the, all of the miracles, all of the things that the Lord has done are all around us. All we have to do is open our eyes and realize that there is, a, there is a God who loves you who wants to do amazing things in your life. Question is, do we have the faith to believe that God can stop the sun in the sky for us? That's really the question of this prayer. You know, it's interesting, as I was doing my studies for this, much like uh, Jericho, I found some really interesting things. You know, in Canada, uh, somewhere in the deep uh, parts of Canada, there's a tribe of, um, I'm not even going to try to pronounce their name, but they're, uh, they're more of a, uh, the upper northern circle of Canada. And so they, they have these historical writings that have lasted uh, thousands and thousands of years and as they uh, take these writings, and someone has recently gone through there, there's a specific day that they can line up when they said the sun never rose. The sun never rose that day. And, and scientists cast it off as, oh, they're up in the northern part of Canada, which means the sun probably was just never uh, setting. You know how in Alaska they, they go through that period of time when the sun never rises. And so that was an amazing thing. And then just a, a few years ago, actually, 
in uh, Arizona, they found some uh, additional history uh, and, and writings of a uh, tribe that was in Israel. And on the, on the paintings on the side of this cave, they saw something that matched with this tribe up in Alaska. And it was also a day that they recorded where the sun never rose. If that wasn't enough, it was around the same time that in South America, in Belize, I believe, that they found another uh, historical writing where there was another section there where the tri- this, this uh, Indian tribe uh, believes and they have this historical writing that the sun never rose. Now, it's interesting enough, the scientists have now taken all of that information, they combined it, and to best of their ability, they believe that that date fell on the same day. All three of these places. Now... If the sun never set in Israel, that means the sun never rose over here. It's amazing, right? Now, I don't know about any of that. I'm not saying I'm not historical. I'm not an archaeolog- archaeological uh, expert. I'm not uh, an expert in Indians and any of those things. All I know is that when Scripture tells us that the sun never the sun never the sun never set. It's an amazing story to think about this. Joshua, wanting to complete the business of overcoming these kings that attacked Gibeon, asked a prayer that quite honestly took some unbelievable faith to ask. Mind you, this prayer wasn't was not asked in his, clear, in, his, in his prayer closet, right? This wasn't at home. So I, listen, when I'm at home and no one's around me, I can ask for some pretty amazing things, right? When I stand up in front of you and I begin to pray, I don't always pray for the most amazing things because, you know what, everyone around you is hearing. It's easy for you to pray for some amazing things when you're in yourself. I, we shouldn't do that. Our faith should be the same in our prayer closet as it is today, standing up in front of people. And I'm working on that, and I'm looking for God to pray for or do some amazing things. But I do, and I think we're all like that. That's just how human nature is. But if we don't ask for the impossible, will the one who specializes in making the impossible possible move in our lives? See, I think we don't have these amazing things like what Joshua has because we fail to ask the Lord to move in the same way that Joshua failed, or Joshua didn't fail to ask. He just came out and asked. <laughs> Joshua didn't even think about it. Joshua knew that he was promised that he was going to take over the promised land. He knew that. He also got a promise from God that he was able to overcome. He should not fear these people. And so what does Joshua do? Joshua goes before and says, Lord, let the sun stop in the sky. You want to talk about big audacious prayers. If there is a if there was ever a contest of big audacious prayers, I think Joshua wins that battle, right? When Joshua asked for this prayer, the very first thing that comes, the very first thought that comes across my mind is, man, you are nuts, Joshua. The sun, as long as I've, I am 46 years old, soon to be 47 in June, and I, for 47 years of my life, or maybe I don't remember the first two years of my life so much so, but I... Uh, of all those times in my life, I remember every day the sun setting or rising and the sun setting. I remember some amazing sunsets and some amazing sunrises. Always when you're on vacation, it seems like, but, or going to work, one of the two, right? But I have been true to see that sunrise and that sunset almost every single day of my life. Well, except for we live in Northeast Ohio, and so sometimes we don't see the sun at all for a large period of times. But that's okay. We know that it's still there because it's bright out, right? For Joshua to ask this prayer, for Joshua to say, Son, stand still in the sky, it's an amazing act of faith. My second thought that comes to my mind is if Joshua can ask the sun to stop, man, my prayers are way too small. I gotta start believing God and I gotta start asking God for some amazing things. Because if Joshua is someone that I wanna be like, someone that I follow, someone that I read in scripture and I take notes of and I understand and I'm like, and I love Joshua's life and I love his faith. And if his faith was so large that he could ask for the sun to stop in the sky, then I gotta start ratcheting up my prayers and start asking for much larger things. And I believe 
that if I am going through that same thing, many of you in this room are probably asking that same question. How can we ratchet up our prayers so we can stop asking for just the simple little things? I mean, let's, let's be honest. When you sit down to pray before dinner and you ask the Lord to bless your food, right? Are you going to eat it if, you, if he doesn't bless it? <laughs> are you going to know whether he blessed that food or not? Most of us say this prayer, and listen, I'm not making fun of dinner time prayers, right? We need, to be, we need to be honest about our prayers before dinner. But I want to just say, literally, when we pray, right, we need, we need to believe that God is going to do something amazing. And our prayers have to get larger than just asking the Lord to bless this food that we're about to eat. Even that very phrase, and I'm guilty of this, that very phrase, about to eat. That means, Lord, I'm going to eat this food, and, and unless you come down and you write it on the wall or you strike this plate in front of me with lightning, and uh, Lord knows I don't want that to happen, but if that happens, I'm going to eat this food. We need to ratchet up our prayers and start asking for more than that. Why are we ratcheting up our prayers and saying, Lord, I want my wife, I want my husband, I want my children to be so blessed that when they walk into the school, that the Lord is just going to shower blessings upon their life. Lord, I want to receive such a blessing from you that when I walk in, I have your wisdom, I have your understanding, I have all these things. We need to start ratcheting up our prayers and start asking for things. The issue with this is that some of us need to build up the faith that we have inside of us so that when we get to that place, we can pray for those big things. Again, Joshua was able to pray for those things because he has seen some amazing things. If Joshua can ask for the sun to stop, whatever you're asking for is not really that big of a deal. We need to have faith and ask God to do what seems to be the impossible. Why do you think people shrink when it comes to asking Lord for big things? It's not because we don't serve a God who's big. It's not because we don't serve a God who wants to honor you and love you and, and give you the desires of your heart. The reason why we shrink away when we start to pr pray those prayers is because we get jaded. God hasn't always answered my prayers, it seems like. God hasn't always done those things. And I pray and I pray and I pray. I pray for my husband. I pray for my, my kids to come to know the Lord. And, and, and it seems like they start to do that. And then all of a sudden, something happens and pulls them away. I think we shrink away from those things because we feel like God isn't moving in our lives, and that's just not true. God moves every single day in your life. He's moving every single day in the lives of the people around you. Can I be completely honest with you? And the very people that go to this church have had some amazing things happen in their life, even just in the last few weeks. Some amazing things have gone on. Amazing God-given things that only God could answer. And he's doing those amazing things right here. We should be encouraged when the Lord answers a prayer of someone else in, the, in our midst. That should encourage us. That should give us faith that we can build ourselves up and say, I'm going to see that. Even just this week, just this past week. Now, this is a personal prayer for me. My sister was, uh, uh, three weeks ago, went in for a, a mammogram, just a, a, a normal mammogram. And the doctor comes into the office after the mammogram and says, um, we have some bad news. Uh, there's two spots on one side and three spots on another. And uh, we're pretty sure it's cancerous. You don't have multiple spots unless it is cancerous. And so we need to do a biopsy and then we're going to start chemotherapy on you. That's what they told my sister. And so the biopsy was Friday, uh, I'm sorry, Monday of this past week. And we were praying for my sister and and asking the Lord to bless her and, and just see some, you know, let, let it be nothing, Lord. That's, that was our prayer. And wouldn't you know that when she got the results on Friday, the doctor calls her up and says, I don't know how this is possible. I've never seen this happen before. But all three spots that we pulled from are benign. And, and she said to the, the doctor said to my sister and said, you know, I, I just wanted to call you now. I didn't want you to wait through the weekend <laughs> because I want to release you from that suffering and that fear of this could be cancer. Now, I have to under, you have to understand that my father is suffering through cancer. My father has bone cancer. My father has uh, uh, prostate cancer. My mother suffered through breast cancer. And so it was almost guaranteed in my sister's mind when she heard from the doctor that she had this. And the doctors were assured that she pretty much had this too, only to find out that they were benign. God is doing amazing things in your midst. 
And it's not just my life. It's not just my sister's life. It's not just us. It's all of us. I mean, I could continue to say what God has done for Linda Dunphy. I mean, amazing things, removing those tumors from her kidneys. I could say the same thing for what God has done in Clarence's life, delivering him from the the evils of sugar diabetes. (laughs) And all the things that he suffered through, the, the amazing things that the Lord is doing in Amy's life, keeping her away from cirrhosis of the liver even though she never drank a day in her life. Isn't that crazy? That's the devil, Amy, by the way. I just want to let you know that. You don't get... As cirrhosis of the liver is normally an alcoholic disease. You get it when you drink too much alcohol. She got that, but the Lord has blessed her, and the Lord has kept her from falling to the grasp of that disease, and she continues to be healthy today. There are amazing things that are happening in our midst if we would just realize them. And it, it amazes me that when we see that happening in someone else, it should excite you. You should be so excited that you just can't contain it. You should be telling everybody around. I, I continue to tell the story of a good friend of ours that used to come to this church. Her name was Pat, and she had a brain tumor, and, and, and the Lord healed her of that brain tumor. It was amazing, most amazing thing I've ever seen in my whole entire life. The doctors called her a liar. But I was right there. I saw all of it. I was amazed by that. The Lord has done some amazing miracles in your life. The Lord has done some amazing things. I mean, I could think all the way back to, what was it, 10 years ago, Paul? 11 years ago. Becky and Paul come to our church and say, the doctors tell us that we'll never have kids. I called the doctors a liar. You can ask Paul. I think that's exactly what I said to him, that the doctors were a liar. We prayed for them. And, and not that our prayers are anything special, but as you all know, they have kids today. <laughs> One more than I think they, they actually asked for, but she's still a blessing, right? <laughs> God is doing amazing things in our midst if we would just be encouraged by them, if we would just open our eyes and not use the words like, man, that guy's lucky. Man, that's a heck of a coincidence. No, it's not a heck of a coincidence. It's a beautiful, orchestrated environment that God has placed in your life. It's a miracle here on this earth. The truth of the matter is, is that sometimes we don't have the faith to pray those big prayers. But can I say something? When you don't have the faith to pray things that are larger than you, you're not really honoring a God who wants to be honored by asking the impossible. I can look at your life And I can listen to your prayer life and I can almost tell you where you're at in in your faith with God by the very things that you pray for, by the very things that you ask for. We need to learn to pray for huge things because God is honored when we go before him and ask for things that we can't do. The Lord wants to bless you beyond your compare. He wants to do things that you have never had before. Now listen, this isn't prosperity gospel. I'm not saying things aren't going to Things are always just going to be good and all the golden, uh, the roses are going to fall on you at every step that you take and you're going to have this perfume falling from the sky and all of these other things. No, there are bad things that happen to good people. But I believe our prayer life is, is an example of how big we honor God. If you can stand before your God and you can ask him for amazing things, Joshua stood before his God and all of the people of Israel and said, let the sun stand still in the sky. If that's not an amazing prayer, I don't know what is. And the Lord honored that prayer. I want to ask you, are your prayers so large that if God answered them, it could have only been Him? Think about this for a moment. See, a lot of times I think that we don't give God the credit that He deserves because we pray for something and then we figure out how to answer it ourselves. And we say, oh, that's something that I did. Today's culture, financial culture that we're in, is that we stand before a culture and we say, if I can't, if I pray for something, I want a new couch or I want something new and we can't get it, what do we do? We go in debt for it, right? That's the culture we live in today. What we've actually done is taking God out of the equation to allow God to bless us with things that are above and beyond ourselves. We've taken God out of the equation and said, I will find a way myself. And so we begin to honor ourselves. And we begin to honor us and the ability that we have. And we say, I go to work every single day and I make this money so therefore I can spend it. No, you go to work every single day because God blessed you with a job. You have the wisdom because God blessed you with the wisdom to do that job, which means that you can go every single day. I know I, I, uh, Pastor Chaz and I uh, talk all the time about his job and we, te- we kind of tease back and forth a little bit about it. Um, 
But God gave him special wisdom to go in there and know how to fix things, right? I have some things at my house I need you to fix, by the way. Uh, no. <laughs> but that's his job. He goes in there and he fixes it. I, you put me in his job, I'm going to be going, I'm going to throw that, I'm going to throw that wrench at that machine and it better fix it. If I can't slap the side of the machine and it puts it back in order somehow, don't ask me to fix it. You can ask Pat. I told Pat, how am I been fixing my fireplace for the past few weeks? Pat, hitting the side of it, right? It makes a sound. So instead of tearing it apart and trying to figure out why the fan's making a sound, I just hit the side of it. It's like the fonts. Hey, right? I did. I did just date myself. Can you let Jen know? I did just date myself. You're absolutely right. But that's okay. But, you know, that's, that's how we fix. I mean, that's how I fix things. I don't have the wisdom to do that. But other people, God has given amazing wisdom to do those types of things and to be able to do those. And because of that, we can begin to... I got that message, by the way. Um, yeah, I got it, though. It was funny. I got it up here. But when we have faith to do what only God can do in our lives... And we pray that it's only him could do something. It's not by Pastor Chaz's hands that he can fix things. It's by the wisdom that God has given to him. Does he, has he built faith and wisdom? And, and, and does he have, I, there are certain things I'm sure he goes into his job every single day. And he says, I've seen this a thousand times. I could probably fix this with my eyes closed. Am I right? That's because there's been a history of this. There's been something that he has learned along the way. The truth of the matter is, is though, that is God giving him wisdom to be able to do things. Every single day in our lives, we do things that we take for granted, and we have to understand that it is God doing those things. God wants us to go beyond just the simple things of our prayer life. He wants us to go beyond just asking for little things. He wants us to ratchet up our prayers. We need to begin to ask the Lord for amazing things. We need to stop asking the Lord to just bless us, and we need to start asking the Lord, how do we want him to bless us? How do we want the Lord to bless you? Joshua was specific. Joshua was very specific. He didn't say, Lord, extend the day somehow, however you can do it, do it so we can go and finish this battle. No, he prayed exactly what he wanted to happen. Lord, let the sun stop in the sky so I can finish this battle. And that's what happened. The truth of the matter is, is when you have large prayers, your large prayers will honor God. When you have faith to ask for something that is so crazy, that is so big, it means that you have to have crazy big faith in God to ask those things. And it is God that will make the impossible possible. God will take what we can't understand. God will take what we can't understand and and take our faith just because we simply asked it and he'll build upon that. Because our prayers and when we ask those things, in him, what we're doing is really saying, God, I have faith in you that you can do whatever it takes. You could do anything. There's nothing that stops you, Lord. And so when I pray for these things, when I pray for these large things, when I honor God with these large prayers, these prayers that I may not simply understand how it's going to happen, it honors God because it's, it takes faith to do that. It takes faith to ask him things that we may not understand. Finally, I want to ask you a very serious question. If you ask God for a very large prayer, if you ask God for something specific, are you ready to follow through? I think one of the biggest mistakes we as Christians make is that we don't ask God for a specific prayer because we don't really want to follow through. Or if we do ask God for that simple prayer or that large prayer, we're not ready to follow through with it. And so God knows that if he answered that prayer, you wouldn't be ready to do that. Great to pray for something, and it's great to ask the Lord to bless someone else. It's great to ask the Lord to send down his blessings upon people. But when the Lord gives you an opportunity and you ask for something large, you have to be ready to go. Joshua asked for the sun to, to stop in the sky, not because he wanted to take a, a noonday siesta, right? He didn't want to just go camp out on the side of the river and sit there and stick his toes in the river and cool down so then he could go. No, he asked for the sun to stop in the sky so that when he could go and finish what the Lord had called him to do. Big faith and big honoring prayers take a willingness for you to follow through in what happens. My prayer has always been that 
not only this church, but all the churches of Ritztown would reach the people of our community that are in the surrounding communities. My prayer is that we can turn our community around. There's 10,000 people in Ritztown, roughly, give or take a few. I'm not sure exactly. We'll find out in a few uh, months after the census is done, right? But if we're really going to catch all 10,000 people in Richtown, are we ready to handle that? Are you ready to do more? You know, if we really pray for our community and for us as a church to reach the community and for us to see more people, I mean, I would believe it's everybody's heart in this church to see people come into this church and for this church to grow. But if this is church is going to grow, then we have to be willing to act. It's going to take more than just one person to do nursery. It's going to take more than one person just to do children's church. It's going to take more than your pastor who doesn't know how to play drums to play drums. It's going to take more than that. It's going to take more people to set up in the morning and tear down after church. It's going to take more of that. And you have to be willing to follow through that. You have to be willing to take the steps to do that. Because God is not going to bless us unless we're willing to move after that. Your prayers have to be, you ha- your willingness to move have to be aligned with your prayers. I believe the reason why Joshua answered, or God answered Joshua's prayer was because he was willing to do what it was going to take to finish that prayer off. And I believe a lot of times we pray for amazing things, but we're not really ready to take that step of faith and do what God would do if he answered that prayer. We would rather pray for someone else to come do whatever it is that needs to be done. We'd rather come up with excuses of why we can't do all the things that need to be done instead of doing them ourselves. I believe today the Lord is calling you and I, and all of us worship team, you can come forward. I believe that today the Lord is calling you and I and everyone in this room to do amazing things. He's calling us to ratchet up our prayers. I believe the challenge of this message, I believe the challenge of what the Lord is speaking to us is that we need to go beyond just a small, Lord, please bless my meal prayers. I believe the Lord wants us to go beyond those things, beyond our belief of of God God can do way more. We actually keep God at bay by the lack of us believing that God can move. Do you know, do you understand that? Sometimes miracles don't happen in our church. Sometimes miracles don't happen in our lives because we aren't praying for God and God is waiting for us to have the faith to say, if I pray for this person to be healed, if I pray for this person to be blessed, if I pray for this relationship to be restored, then it's not going to happen. I mean, I could go on and on and on and tell you about the things in my life that the Lord has answered in my prayers. And it's when I become specific and I become faithful that God can answer those prayers that the Lord moves. And I believe he wants to move in the same way in your life. But I think we need to ratchet up our prayers. It's time, church, for us to go on the offense. Stop sitting around and being on defense and asking the Lord to take care of the problems that come to us and let's go to where the Lord is. Let's have faith to ask him for our community. Let's have faith to see our community have a great revival in Richtown and the surrounding areas and see many people come to know the Lord because I believe the time is now and the Lord is waiting for us to do that. I believe it's time for us to go into the places that we may not have ever gone before, that we would say no. I mean, I love what is happening in Rahab Ministries. I love that because those are areas where people would normally say in the past, I'm not going to go there. Why would I go there? But we're sending people there. And I believe that through this ministry, there are going to be people, ladies, that come to know the Lord. I believe through this ministry that there are going to be people that in that place that is going to fill the presence of God, fall upon them, and they're not going to be able to do anything other than look for God. And hopefully there'll be people there that are saying yes to the Lord and going with them and telling them this is what's going on. I believe that the Lord wants to go into your workplace and cause an amazing Miracle, amazing revival in your workplace. And he wants to do it through you, as crazy as that might sound. But we have to be willing to pray and ask those things. We have to stake our claim in the faith of our faith and our faith in our big God and who God is and say, I'm going to believe that when I pray for something in his will, he can have it done. When God leads us and we pray for those things, All we have to do is have a faith that's going to happen. And God will make those things happen. Today, 
may I encourage you that I believe like never before in our midst, in our time that the Lord, I, I don't know what it is, but I just really honestly feel like this year, this time right now, the Lord wants to answer some prayers. And he's been saying, it's time for you to ratchet up your prayers and ask for something else. You've had visions, you've had dreams, you've had ideas, you have things on your heart that you've really wanted and you haven't asked for them. And the Lord is saying, just ask me and believe and they will happen. I believe the Lord wants those things to happen in our midst today. All we have to do is have the faith to believe that God is that big and he can move in those ways. Will you stand with me, please? You know, I was contemplating how I was going to end this sermon today. And I've been really just toying with this, this thing in my mind that the Lord has, I believe, placed in my mind. And it's kind of twofold, but, you know, I really believe that the things that are happening at Passion Community Church right now are some amazing things. The opportunity to go into the schools and, and help with addiction recovery program in the school and have the school say, not only yes, we want you into schools, but we want to bring you into the, the, the daytime classes. It's an amazing thing. That doesn't happen everywhere. Listen, I've been trying for this to happen in many different schools and Richtown's the first school that ever this has ever happened. And I believe that's because we, were, we dared enough to pray to believe that God would do something like that. I believe today in our midst that God is answering prayers about what we have been praying for in terms of our church and seeing our church grow and seeing our church go out into the community and see the community change, my prayer is still today that somehow the majority, if not all, I, I would pray that every single person of Ritzown has an opportunity to come before the Lord, that there would be a great revival. As I said, 10,000 people, and my prayer has been at 10,000, that we have an opportunity to share the gospel with every single person in Ritzown. That's, that's one of my prayers. And then finally, and I'm going to submit this to you because Joshua wasn't afraid to say in all of Israel, I have a vision, I, I, I have my prayer, maybe it's not a vision, it's a prayer. My prayer is that the Lord is saying it's, we need to be praying for a building for us, for our church. Right now, it'd be completely impossible, I can tell you that from our budget and where we're at today, it'd be impossible for us to have a, have a building. But I believe wholeheartedly that the Lord has placed it on my heart to pray for, and I would ask you to join with me and believe. It is a sun-stopping moment prayer for me, right now at least, because there's no way it can happen. I can tell you that right now from a budget standpoint, there is no way that's happening. But I believe the Lord is going to honor that prayer because I believe we, if we have faith. Now, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what it looks like, but my prayer is that the Lord would just answer that prayer. I believe today in your hearts, you all have a prayer that seems to be so small or so big that it's beyond you and you haven't really uttered it out to God. You haven't really said anything because it just seems crazy. You think about it and you're like, oh Lord, I don't know. That's, that's silly. That's, that's too big. God can stop the rotation of the earth so that the sun, or stop the sun from moving either way. He can answer whatever you're dreaming of right now in your mind. I guarantee you. Honor Lord. Honor the Lord with your prayers. Don't be satisfied. There's nothing wrong with playing, praying for you to be blessed. There's nothing wrong for praying a blessing over your food. I don't mean to make fun of that because there's nothing wrong with that. That's honoring God in, in its own right too. But I believe when we get so comfortable in those types of prayers that we forget that God wants to answer the sun-stopping prayers in our life too. The prayers that only he can answer because it's not going to work out any other way. There's no way that financially we can do this. There's no way that physically we can do this. The doctors have said this isn't going to happen because there's no way that this can happen. Those are the types of prayers I believe the Lord wants to answer today. And I believe he's calling every single one of us in this room to stand up and just have faith, to believe that he can answer those prayers. But you have to pray them. You have to pray them and then you have to submit them to God and then you have to submit them to others so that they can join with you. Don't be afraid to pray those things. 
God wants to answer those prayers as he answered the prayers for Joshua. My encouragement to you today is remove the blinders. Remove the tethers, the things, the weights that are holding you back from believing and praying those large prayers, those things that only God can do in your life because without them, without God, they're just not going to happen. You know what they are. So I want to ask you today, remove all of those things and begin to believe that, to see God move. And then let's celebrate together as God does these miracles in each one of our lives. That's what the church family is all about. Joining together as we celebrate together. We're going to sing this song, but as we sing this song, I want to just encourage you. Give those prayers to God. If you want someone to pray with you, you can feel free to come forward. Miss Tanya, myself, other people would gather around you and pray with you help you to believe. Sometimes we need to pray those things and sometimes we need someone to come beside us and say, I know this is going to happen. There have been people in your life that you've been praying for to come to know the Lord. And I can tell you right now, the Lord wants to move in them. And sometimes you just need, need the encouragement or the prompting of someone else beside you to say, it can happen, just have faith. There are dreams that the Lord has given to you that aren't for naught. The Lord has given you those dreams because he wants to build that up inside of you and see amazing things happen. So as we sing this song, let's come forward. Let's pray and ask the Lord to just bless this time and bless these mighty prayers as we pray for the sun-stopping moments in our life. You're the God of this city. You're the King of these people. You're the Lord of this nation. You're the light in this darkness You're the hope to the hopeless You're the peace to the restless
there's two things that the Lord wants to say. Number one is that the number, the first thing is that some of you, I think, are here today just going, Lord, I don't know what those I'll stay right here. <laughs> those large prayers that are in your mind right now that you haven't brought forth, you're believing a lie by saying, i just not going to say that. That's silly. It's a lie. Satan is keeping you from praying those things. Satan is keeping you back from those. Don't allow Satan to stop you from seeing miracles happen in your life today. Believe that God and only God can answer those prayers and he'll bring amazing things, whether it's healing, whether it's relationship, whether it's financial. It doesn't matter what it is. The Lord wants to do those things. We limit, we're limited only by our faith and what we ask. So have faith and ask for those things. The second thing is I believe that some people are sitting here going, I just don't know what to pray for. I don't, I don't know. If you don't know what to pray for, if you don't know what to ask for, then let me encourage you today that you start to ask the Lord, Lord, give me dreams and visions. Give me those things that you want me to seek out. What are those miracle moments in my life that you want me to be praying for? Because I believe that your life will be changed amazingly. If I can use that as a word. Is that a word? Sure. Sounds good. Whether it is or not, it sounds good. But I believe that it'll just be, be things that the Lord wants to place in your heart. Your faith will grow and amazing things will happen in your life if you just believe that. So let me encourage you today as you prepare to walk out these doors. Don't let this word from the Lord pass from you. Believe in the things that only He can do. Believe that the Lord God Almighty wants to bless you with miracles. He wants to see amazing things done in your midst, but you just have to have the faith to believe it. So have the faith and move forward and see God move in your mind, in your life in amazing ways. Lord, I just want to pray right now that you would just bless us. Give us dreams and visions. Give us things that only you can complete in our life, Father. Let us know that these answers to prayers are not because we're doing something, there's coincidences or luck or karma or any of those things, but literally, Father, they are from you. You are the God who answers prayers. You are the God who makes the impossible possible. You are the one who wants to bless us with those things. We just have to have the faith to believe, Father. And so I pray as we leave this we leave this place, Lord, as we go out into this community and we go out into our jobs, we go out into our families, Father, as we pray these things, may we have the faith to believe that you're going to answer these prayers. That we have faith to believe and pray beyond our normal prayers, to pray for the sun-stopping moments in our life, whatever that is. May we ask for those things. May we believe that you can do those things. And may we see you move mightily in our lives, Father. Lord, I pray a blessing over every single person in this room. Father, I know that you have laid it on the hearts of some people in this room. I, I, just, I, I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that the Lord is hearing your prayers right now. The people that you are praying for, the people that you are asking for, the Lord is just encouraged and he's saying, I'm going to move in a way just... Just have faith in me. Let me do my work and it shall be done. So Father, I pray right now in the name of Jesus that we just submit ourselves to you, that we see you move in a mighty way, that we believe in a mighty way that you can move and you can do whatever you want because you're God. You make the impossible possible. It's nothing that we do with our hands. It's nothing that we say. You just want to move in our midst because you love us. So as our faith builds, as we walk in our faith, as we walk in the belief that you can do whatever you promise, as we walk in those promises and we see you move, may it build our faith up so that we can ask for those sun-stopping moments, Father, as we seek you out. We seek to honor you and praise you with our lives and everything that we say and everything that we do. Be honored, be glorified in our midst today. Lord, I, I just pronounce and ask for a blessing to fall upon every single person in this room. May they go forth in the mighty hand of our Lord and Savior who moves us, who makes everything possible. May 
great works be done in this city because of what you're doing in, for, and through us, Father. We'll be sure to honor you and praise you in Jesus' most precious and holy name. Amen and amen. God bless you all. Have a great week.